The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show that is doing a show after a round number. <laughs> My name is Greg Tupper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football a Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 49th birthday today, apparently born the day after Fat Joe. Happy birthday to Fred Durst. Mm. Some things were meant to be. Some things <laughs> when I think of like two peas in a pod, yep. Fred Durst and Fat Joe. Certainly of an era, I'll give you that. First four through the door, Brent Holman, Jacob John, Matt McSpadden, and Phil Vamey. What is up, y'all? Today is Tuesday, August 20th, 2019. 100 days until Thanksgiving. It's <laughs> a big day. Less than three months? Is that? Yeah, what sounds, what sounds shorter? 100 days or less than three, less than fewer, three months. Fewer than three months, 100 days. I'm going to say 100 days feels like less. Okay. Uh, your your <laughs> battle with the concept of time continues unabated. Okay. Um, episode 801. 801, the number of hits Benny Daniels allowed in his illustrious Washington Senator's career from 1961 to 1965. I had somebody, somebody in the comments asked after 800 if we were going to continue to do Rangers facts. You're darn right we're going to continue to do Rangers facts. And you're asking yourself why? Because I, I booked the show. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. So today is our continuing series of high school football preview shows. Uh, yesterday we did Class 6A uh, with Jay Plotkin of the Austin American Statesman and Dave Campbell's Texas football uh, contributor. Uh, that, that noise you hear is rustling paper because there is somebody else in the studio. Please welcome to the show our 5A expert for 5A day. He's Uncle Fraz on Twitter. <laughs> Give it up for TFT Zone, Guy Frazier. What's up, Tup? Hey, man. How are you? Thanks for coming in. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, this, this is, uh, we appreciate you taking a little bit of your time. Uh, first and foremost, I want to get some things out of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's plug some stuff. Um, okay. You're involved with uh, Friday Night Stars? Yeah, I'm involved with Friday Night Stars. We started last year, so this will be our second season here in 2019. And uh, figuring some stuff out with them and... If you've never seen it, it's a uh, uh, you guys are live streaming, basically kind of whip around coverage. Uh, whip around coverage through Twitter, Facebook, and Vimeo, mm-hmm. um, and and maybe more this year. I'm not really sure. But Y'all's setup uh, when I've checked in on y'all, y'all setup legit. is legit. It's over at the star, right? It's at the star. It's in the uh, Cowboys studio where mm-hmm. they do their radio and and uh, podcast stuff. Um, so somehow we got to plug in with them. They're one of our main sponsors and. Uh, that's our that's our home base. It is it is really it's it's really fun to um uh, to, to watch you guys you guys do um a lot of uh, uh a lot of a lot of good stuff for covering uh, high school football across the state especially you know a lot DFW. of emphasis on DFW yep. uh but uh, but really fun to see their um Friday night starts it's Friday underscore stars Friday underscore stars that's on it. Twitter mm-hmm. I think on Instagram and then I think on Facebook it's Friday night stars but um. That's our three main things. We're trying to get a, a website launched yeah. here in the next couple of weeks. Just growing. 
Well, follow him on Twitter at Uncle Fraz. That's the, the best way to get all things um, Guy Frazier in your life. There you go. Uh, that's what you need. <laughs> so we're here to talk 5A. Yes. Are you familiar with Class 5A? I'm pretty familiar. Okay. You've, you've heard of it? I've you've seen a game? I, I've seen a game or two. Now, because one of the reasons that I think that you fit so well here, it, w- one of the reasons we like you, right. let's put it that way, okay. uh, is that you're a dork. I like am. us, I'm very much a dork. <laughs> we are all we are all cut from the same cloth. Yes, as far as high school football dorkery, and you've been. Uh, I mean, you've been uh, involved in, in in high school football and, and covering high school football and just following high school football entire life. I was going to say pretty much your whole life. Yeah, but I mean, I, early memories watching you know Irving Nimitz and Michael Huff play mm-hmm. over at Cravens against Lamar with my dad, and you know watching. A game over at the Soto with Copper's Cove, and there's crickets everywhere on the ground. You know, and that's just memories I remember as like a little four and five year old kid. And then growing up, uh, we followed a bunch of officials actually in the Fort Worth chapter. Uh, Bill Theodore, who was on y'all's yes. roundtable. Uh, my dad's a, a basketball official and does some stuff on the football side at the college level as well. Um, so he has a lot of friends on the football side and officiating. Uh, Clark Calvert's another guy. Uh, Brian Jones, mm-hmm. those guys. So we used to follow their crews and, and uh, chart fouls and, you know, on sidelines my entire life because of it. Yeah, so. it's uh, it shows you uh, as, as as we mentioned, uh, you're uh, you're you're a man after our own hearts yeah. uh, because uh, you take this stuff uh, uh, way, way more seriously than probably we should. But Most in, in a good way, too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, so tell people a little bit about about uh, who you are, where you came from, what's your deal? Yeah. So, uh, grew up in Highland Park, part of Dallas, from kindergarten all the way to high school, mm-hmm. and graduated. Uh, went to Baylor mm-hmm. uh, for college. A, a Texas Longhorn at heart, though. I always tell people that the <laughs> degree says Baylor, but my insides are burnt orange. Um, <laughs> So uh, that, that's kind of me as far as the football stuff. We just kind of talked about it. Grew up around it. Just love Texas high school football and, and uh, the Texas Longhorns and just everything Texas. So uh, that's, that's a little bit about me. And then, you know, last year uh, the Friday Night Stars crew kind of caught wind of, no, no. of me through some – Yeah, yeah, for them. <laughs> they'll, um, find, they'll find you. Yeah, through a mutual <laughs> friend, uh, Miles Dunklin, who's the voice of the Highland Park Scots. Mm-hmm. And um, – so through that, they found me, and the rest is kind of history. Um, you know, went to college or high school games throughout college, kept the tradition alive, and then really jumped into it last year, my first year out of college, and went to 56 games last year. So that's that's kind of what I do on Thursday and Friday nights. Um, yeah, it's um, it's 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 good to have you in studio. Because we like to bring kindred spirits in, my my, my heart feels full whenever I'm <laughs> around other dorks. Uh, so this is all uh, this is all very good. So we are talking five A today. Talking five A. Yep. Um, let's start uh, as we were going to do with all of these things uh, with our quick 2018 recap. Mm-hmm. A- and my 2018 recap is is kind of just that um, dynasties stay dynasties. Yep. Um, they are. You have the two champions in, in Highland Park uh, and Alito. And in a lot of ways, for Alito, Craig Way brought this up on, on High School Scoreboard Live, the final uh, edition. Mm-hmm. He, he said that that was maybe the quietest, dominant 16-0 and season we've seen in a long time. Wire to wire, number one. But, nobody really challenged them. I mean, mm-hmm. basically, South Oak Cliff gave him a little bit of a run. Yep. Um, Reedy gave him a little bit of I'm a sure run. Reedy did, too. But 
basically past that, it was just smashing people. Yeah. And and in a lot of ways, they were very quietly uh, wire to wire. Highland Park was a little bit more of a high wire axe at, at times. At times. Um, the John Tyler game, of course, springs to mind. Yeah, the the Rockwall game, even in mm-hmm. week one to start the year, you know they they had some some battles throughout the season that were. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, the high wire act a little bit more than the Lido. Yeah, they did, and it's um, but it has been, but 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 in the end, Pedigree won out, right? There yes. were all of these challengers, some familiar, some unfamiliar. Highland Park, uh, you know, ends up beating Alvin Shadow Creek, right. uh, you know, an unbelievable story there themselves in a state championship game. Uh, Alito beats Fort Bend Marshall mm-hmm. uh, in a game that uh, we were talking about this beforehand yep. um, about how. I picked Marshall to, to beat Alito in the state championship game, and I now freely recognize that that was a lot more heart than head because I think that the story of Drew Conley and there was a yeah. lot of like emotion around that Fort Bend Marshall team. Yep. But then when you looked at it, you were like, oh, this is a bad matchup for Fort Bend Marshall. Right. Well, and I did the same thing. The, the week before on Friday Night Star's uh, Friday show, I went on there actually for the first time in studio and I talked about Marshall, and I was really high on them, and made the prediction that they're gonna pick the ups or get get the upset, despite the fact that I picked Alito in my brackets. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was wrong; it just didn't happen. But you know, the bottom line is that you know we talk all the time on this show about pedigree, right? And it matters. Like mm-hmm. it, it matters. And you had two teams that were going for their first state championship, going up against teams that were going for their combined. 13th and 14th, something yeah, like double that. double digits. They've been there before. Yeah, they've been there Which before. Matters. And, and that does. And, and so, to me, the, the the whole story of last year in 5A was that those dynasties, uh, just eight dynasties. What Was there anything else about 2018 that really stood out to you? Um, no, I mean, there were some, some fun games along the way. You know, one of my biggest memories from last year was the Marshall uh, – Huntsville game over oh, at the Star. So good. Mm-hmm. Seems like yeah. every season we get a game where a Region 3, uh, you know, game gets up here to the Dallas area. The year before was Temple and Manville. Maybe mm-hmm. that was two years before two that. Two years before, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was great. Yeah. So we get lucky with those ever so often. That was a fun treat seeing Devondre sweat and mm-hmm. some of those guys over at Marshall go at it. Well, and, and that kind of leads us into our at a glance. And, and obviously with the, the, the two divisions um, – I'll let you decide. Do you want to go Region One, do D one, D two, or do you want to go all through Division One and then all through Division Two? Let's let's take a division at a time. Okay, we'll start with Division One. Start right. with Five A Division One. Yep. Uh, we're gonna go at a glance. Uh, region One. We'll start mm-hmm. with Region One of Five A Division One. Uh, and for me, this is you know until somebody knocks them off, the king of Region One there is and remains Denton Ryan. Right. Um, of course, they have had their troubles in semifinals, yes. but. They bring back a, a, a really talented squad. Drew, Drew Sanders really is talented. a monster. Drew, if you have not seen Drew Sanders, he is just—he's everywhere. He's Mister Do Everything, mm-hmm. and he's a guy who can single-handedly take over a game. I know that Coach Hennigan feels really good about the surrounding uh, the right. surrounding pieces around um, around him as well. Um, region one, though, there are some other contenders, but to mm-hmm. me, all roads will have to go through Ryan. Yeah, I think that's the case. I mean. Back on Drew, he he looks like a Greek god. Like he, he is does. just huge. Um, and you know they they do a lot of things with him on defense. You know plays outside linebacker, and then on offense, you know they did some stuff against Highland Park that was kind of Whittington esque. Mm-hmm. You know with Cuero in the state championship, where they just put him at Wildcat and just said go run the ball, mm-hmm. and he just run to the end zone and run for the pylon. So he you know bully ball on offense and. He's big, and they obviously have a really good surrounding cast. But, you know, I think teams like Lovett, Coronado, mm-hmm. uh, Azel, 
uh, some of these other, you know, Birdville, the district mate, or some teams that can maybe push them a little bit, but I still think Ryan's probably the top dog yeah, in the region. Yeah, there, there's some there's some interesting teams that I would, you know, as far as challengers are concerned, I think you're right, Birdville, Coronado are yep. probably chief among them. Um, but then you've got interesting, call it sleepers, call it uh, hipster picks. Yeah. Uh, I, I know I'm pretty high on Azel. Mm-hmm. I think Azel's got a chance to, if things click to really make some noise. Yep. Uh, Grapevine, uh, Mike Alexander's got some holes to fill, but they've got some really exciting pieces over there. Yeah. Um, and then I'd, I'd lump in a team like Crowley. Right. Um, we were talking Which a little we bit before then, about. but Crowley um, love J.J. Resendez. Yes. Love him. Think high he energy. is a superstar coach. Mm-hmm. And he's got some dudes. They, uh, they've got, what, 17 starters back from last year's team? Right. And, you know, they've got some dudes that I'm not used to Crowley having. Uh, mm-hmm. Bryson Bonds, the safety, who's getting a lot of FBS attention. Uh, Dominique Johnson, who I know Powers is pretty high mm-hmm. on, running back that's going to your alma mater in Mizzou, as of right now anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, they've got some guys that I'm not used to seeing Crowley have, I guess. Yeah. You know? No, that's that's totally fair, and and I do think um, that this was that I I do think that that in the end though, it starts with Ryan, and the conversation has to start with Ryan. If they get nipped, mm-hmm. you've got this this really interesting layer of of kind of contenders yep. that seem obvious, like the the Coronados and the Birdvilles, and then another really intriguing layer of of teams that oh maybe you know maybe right right that that's kind of how Region One shakes out for me in D one okay. D two or region uh, division one region two right. Um, well, <laughs> the elephant in the room. There is a team. <laughs> do you have something for me, by the way? I do actually. So we got a little little state no! championship. Oh, there we go. Oh, man, we can well, put this on the wall. That'll frame perfectly over a square. 2016, oh, 2017, man. and 2018. Yes. So, yeah. So thank you. you. Okay, we'll, I appreciate this. So this is the land of Highland Park. And we were talking a little bit beforehand about mm-hmm. HP this year and how this seems like a bit of a different kind of Highland Park team in the sense that, in, in a kind of a weird positive way, in the sense that Highland Park has had guys who have become household names, right? right. John Stephen Jones did not start off as a household name. And, no. and obviously a lot, of the, a lot of it comes from his grandfather. his grandfather and stuff like that. But John Stephen Jones obviously became a star of his own. By his play on the field. Right. Yep. Um, but they are not used to having, I mean, let's be real, blue chippers. Right. They're not, like, they just. We have them, but it's not, not often. Right. Not like that. Matthew Stafford, yeah. blue chipper. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had some offensive linemen that have been blue chippers. Right. But to have a guy like Chandler Morris, the quarterback mm-hmm. spot, and to have a defensive lineman in, in Prince Dorba who are legit three- to four-star prospects is rarefied air for Highland Park, and I'm very interested to see what this team looks like and how they fold the star power into what has always been a Highland Park team that is greater than the sum of its parts. Right. Yeah, I mean, the thing that I've kind of talked about the last couple of years, I have a buddy um, who's on... The staff at Louisiana Monroe, he went to Highland Park with me, and he's the only guy that can kind of match me from a football perspective <laughs> out of my friends. And um, anyway, we, we've talked about how the last couple of years it seems like Highland Park's starting to put together this class that has more talent from a recruiting perspective than maybe usual for Highland Park. You know, mm-hmm. usually there's a lot of good high school football players on their teams, and they play really good team ball. And like you said, the sum of their parts is greater than, mm-hmm. you know, just that individual. But. Um, 
Yeah, they've they've got a lot of talent outside of Chandler and Prince that uh, will make big differences this year. Well, and most importantly, and I know, look, this is not going out on a limb here. Uh, the guy they got on the sidelines pretty good too. Yeah, that's that's not like he can't go against them. If you want to talk about the secret weapon, right? Like it's not having a great quarterback. It's not having a receiver who's a stud. Mm-hmm. It's having the guy in the fedora. It's having Randy Allen on the right. sideline. And, and he is such a game changer for them mm-hmm. that, you know, look, this is not a surprise. They start the year number one in Dave Campbell's Texas football. They start the year as the favorite to come out of region region two. Right. But I will say, mm-hmm. I do think this is the region of doom. Uh, yeah, I think so, too. That's my prediction. That, that when you look up and down, Frisco Lone Star, a really, really good team mm-hmm. with a lot of a lot of talent coming back and a great and a great coach coaching yep. staff as well extremely fit yes um <laughs> yeah well and he's also one of the best dress coaches in the state there in my you opinion. Look, look, jeff rayburn everything looks dress. good when you're in guys shape, baby. guys are we just going to spend a, an hour talking about how good jeff rayburn looks yeah it's he looks with that uh, that vest yeah. that he oh, wears yeah. an undershirt oh yeah visor. Uh, my <laughs> man's my man's got swag i'm gonna i'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna send him this clip yeah. okay uh john tyler yep okay you got east john tyler lufkin I think Lancaster people forget, like because they've had a couple of years that aren't up to their standards. And I want to talk about them a little bit at some point. That's uh. And then you add in a team like College Station, who yep. of course won a title a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. Lufkin. The, Lufkin. I mean the the this is the region of doom, and yes. so yes, Highland Park is the favorite, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Boy, they are going to have to navigate some choppy waters to get back to a state semifinal. Well, and it was like that last year too. Um, I think at one point I, I tweeted out like week eight or week nine that. Five out of the top ten teams in 5AD1 were in Region 2 alone. And mm-hmm. you would have had six of the top ten had Legacy not gotten the injury bug, and we know how that kind of played out. But it was the Region of Doom last year, and you know navigating the playoffs was, was hard at times for them with College Station. I think that's a game that people forget a lot about with Highland Park last year, and that took a lot of effort to get that win. And John Tyler, mm-hmm. who we'll talk about at some point today, I'm sure. Um, so it's a tough region, and it's – I think it's head and shoulders better than some of the other regions. I think so too, and and I do think that you know it's it you get battle tested through that. Mm-hmm. I would compare it to Region Three of Six A in, yes. in, in Division One, yep. in that it is every week it's a dogfight, and and teams that from a talent perspective are gonna be as good, arguably better than yep. Highland Park. Yep. And you know in in the past, in the past couple, three years, it hasn't mattered. You know we talked about how I think, and this is not this is not too diminish what they've done the past couple of years i think manville is a more talented team than highland park yeah, in 2017. i think, I think it's fair to say that they had 12 or 13 right. fbs recruits so. i think it's fair to say i think temple was 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 a better more talented team right. than highland park i think john tyler last year was arguably a more talented team than highland park but it hasn't mattered because the thing that randy allen does is they never beat themselves ever 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 right. ever, ever well and that's and we've we've talked about this a couple of times now the thing about highland park is and we were told this our whole lives growing up. Often we're not going to be the more talented team, so we just have to be the better team. Yes. You know, and um, that's kind of how things work around there. Um, and so I don't think a lot of that changes this year. They're, they have some talent, but at the same time, they're going to plug some guys out there that look like they have no business being out there, and yet they just do their job, and that's kind of what keeps that engine going. Now you're going to – there. I know there are t- a couple teams you want to touch on here because Region 2 is, is your wheelhouse. Yeah, so – so Lancaster would be my boomer bust type team. I was listening to mm-hmm. the Tap and Step podcast, and I, I've oh, actually... Over Texas Football Insiders at yeah, TexasFootball.com slash insider. Get your plug. Um, 
No, with Lancaster, I've actually become pretty close with Coach Gilbert. I've always actually been a fan of theirs from afar for a long time. They've produced a lot of good players. And this is a team that if they can figure out the quarterback issue that that they've had. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was telling my buddy that I mentioned earlier, the Louisiana Monroe guy, it's a state championship type talent level team as mm-hmm. far as the guys that they have on the perimeter and you know DBs, receivers, running backs. They've just got to figure out how to get the ball to those guys consistently. And I think that's what kind of killed them last year was inconsistency at the quarterback position. The other thing for me about Lancaster is, and, and we are big fans of Chris Gilbert around here, um, though that team will run through hellfire and brimstone yep. for him. Yep. And, and that is the thing that... Lancaster, I think one of the things, one of the problems they've had the past couple of years is they haven't gotten going. They haven't gotten yes. rolling. But once they get rolling and those kids start believing, right. Gilbert, there's nobody better to stoke those coals like Chris Gilbert and be like, we're going to get, well, guys, we can do this. Right. Like, we're going to do this. That's what happened when they ran to that title game in 2012. 2012. Yeah, I can see Park. Yeah, I can see Park. Yep. Um, they've got the dudes there too. Um, okay, there was, I know there's at least one other team you want to talk about. Yeah, so the other team was, was John Tyler. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we were talking about this, and I heard on y'all's uh, podcast with Step, uh, you know, he's not as high on, on John Tyler this year as maybe some people are. And and I'm not either, not from the standpoint of I don't think they have some, you know, they have some talented guys, but they lost so much from that team last year that I kind of think that last year's team was their team that if you're going to do it, now's the time type deal. I mean, they lost four of their five O-linemen. Uh, they got to figure out the quarterback situation, which I've not been out to a spring practice or anything mm-hmm. now, so I don't know what they have. But there's just a lot of holes I think they got to fill. And I know Rickland and that program has historically always been really good, and they have guys that step up. I'm just kind of curious to see if they can reach that level that they met last year when they played Highland Park in the regional final. I think their defense has a chance to be a little better. Yeah. But offensively, you're right. I think that maybe underrated losses that they're that they're taking. Right. Um, that it's going to be interesting to see where where they land. And look, expectations are always high out there in in in, mm-hmm. in Cujo country. And it's going to be interesting to see. Let's move on to Region Three. Region Three is. You know, it's it's there. There's there's three teams that I want to talk about in particular with Region Three mm-hmm. that um, I think have such different identities. One of them is Richmond Foster. Yep. Richmond Foster, in my in my opinion, starts the year as the favorite in Region Three. Mm-hmm. The talent is off the charts. Yes. I love the coaching staff with Sean McDowell, um, and they are the team that has um, you know been around. They've had some good success, maybe not the success that they that they could have this year. Right. Then you have their district bunkmate, Shadow, Shadow Creek, Creek yep. who uh, had the greatest first varsity season we've had seen since 1982. I mean, like right. it, uh, like <laughs> an unbelievable yep. uh, initial varsity season. Now with some rebuilding to do, with some not rebuilding, but some some key, new faces, some key cogs gone, specifically Jamarian George, their mm-hmm. quarterback, uh, and a few other pieces on that offense. But brings back a ton of talent. Yep. District Punkmates. Yep. And there's Cedar Park. Mm-hmm. I think Cedar Park is the forgotten man here okay. because the, you want to talk about a team with pedigree and a mm-hmm. team that's been around the block and, and, and knows how to win that hasn't gotten there recently. Right. I think that that's the kind of team much what we're talking about with Lancaster because they've had a couple of years that are not up to their standard. People mm-hmm. maybe forget how good this program can be, especially when they have a defense like they should have this year with the Black Rain defense. Should be a good once again. 
Um, those are the three teams at the top of Region 3 that, uh, that I'm really intrigued by that, uh, look, it's going to sort itself out. We're going to get at least one Foster versus Shadow Creek game. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be a surprise if we got two. Oh, I was about to say, I think we'll get two. Yeah, I, I think that both those teams in, out of District 10 are going to be a lot of fun. Right. And, you know, I think, I, you know, Region 3 was really deep last year, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think some teams will take a step back, like Hutto, without Chase Griffin. Right. You know, they have Landon Watson, the, the defensive end that's kind of Prince Dorbesque, and, mm-hmm. and Dejon Harrison is really, really fast out wide. But I, who's their quarterback going to be is kind of my question. I don't know if Angleton's going to be as good this year. I know with their wing T offense, it's kind of plug-and-play, and it's a team system type deal, so maybe they'll be up to their standards again. But, yeah, I think the, the road kind of travels through uh, – Foster and Shadow Creek myself personally yeah I, I think so I think Cedar Park maybe on that next tier Port Arthur Memorial lurks they play a style of football that is so physical mm-hmm. and, and dangerous that I think that if things click in the right way for Memorial they could have a shot the forgotten team in District 10 is, is Angleton. Angleton I think Angleton yeah. and New Caney both those teams New Caney is my forgotten yeah. team in, the region. In, in that region yeah. uh, Angleton I think it's the forgotten team that could be able to put things together, although they have a fair amount to, to replace from last year. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, New Caney's super interesting to me. I think people forget that was a 10-win team from a year ago. One district. And they bring back a lot from that team. Right. I was going to ask you about them because, you know, my I'm only 23, so my history is kind of short. But Are you calling me old? I'm not <laughs> calling you old. I'm calling me a little young and, you know. That's uh, very smart because anyway. we've got control of the microphone. Yeah. Um, but – is this kind of the the golden era of New Caney football as far as winning 10? I've never heard them winning 10 wins. Maybe they have. That's just me. But you've got guys like Zion Childress, Kale Sanders, mm-hmm. Derek Harris Jr., who just recently committed to Texas. I mean, they're kind of loaded in some spots that I think are pretty important. Well, and, and New Caney's had, had years where they've had one of those guys. Right. Right? But, but not this three. seems like a confluence of guys. I yeah. mean, Anthony Robles, their, their running back, mm. is a star in the making mm. and a physical runner. Um, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens, you know, Brady Pennington guy who had success at van moving up now to, you know, moving up to five, a, I think he's been building to this mm-hmm. and this could be the kind of year that they have a big breakout year. So I think new Caney is, is an excellent kind of sleeper pick there. If a team, if, if for some reason, district 10 kind of falls on its face and Cedar park isn't able to, to put it all together, then if you if you're looking for a sleeper, I think new Caney is a good one. Well, and I'm kind of curious, you know, um, with them winning district last year and they returned 15 guys this year, mm-hmm. I know this y'all had Memorial picked for their, uh, district nine, five, a champion. Mm-hmm. You know, for Memorial, I know about the two defensive linemen. One of them is getting a lot of love by Texas and LSU right now, and Jordan Thomas. But, you know, who, who like on offense, who are some guys to look out for? Do they have a quarterback that can kind of, you know, match Zion Childress for New Caney? Right. You know, th- this is going to be a team that, you know, traditionally this has been a, a pro-style offense. They want to run the ball right. a lot. I know that they want to give the ball a fair amount to Brandon Chaney and Jatavian Neal. They want to run the ball. Uh, you know, quarterback is not is a question. They don't really uh, have a guy, mm-hmm. and they're going to need to figure out exactly what they want to do with that. Yeah. But uh, I know that they've got some guys that they think could line up somewhere. I think that Ty, Ty Augusta, who's a junior, could, could line up there. But this is a team that, in a lot of ways, is going to be dependent on, on how the, the front goes, okay. uh, the offensive line. Does Trey Rogers step up and be a big player on this Memorial mm-hmm. offensive line? We think they can. They are also a team that that I think in a second year under Coach Brian Morgan can yep. take a step forward. Uh, but look, I think that that district altogether, District Nine, is going to be a lot of ink is going to be spilled on District Ten because yeah. of Shadow Creek, because of Foster, because of Angleton, Angleton. and Friendswood, uh, even, Friendswood, maybe. yes, yeah. absolutely. 
But I do think that District 9 could be really fun as well. Okay. Uh, okay, let's move to Region 4. In yep. Region 4 last year, you remember, we were all like, when Realignment came out, we were all like, Shrug? Yeah. We don't know. Right. It could be anybody. Right. Well, it ended up being that San Antonio Wagner put out the state's best offense. Like, literally the highest scoring offense in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, they bring back LJ Butler. They bring back uh, some of some of those pieces. But, you know, I, I don't know if it's necessarily reasonable to expect them to have the best offense in the state. Again, mm-hmm. that's, that's a very high bar. If it's not them, it is a smorgasbord right. of any number of teams from the southern part of the mm-hmm. state. The Corpus Christi teams are probably next in line yep. in Veterans Memorial and Flower Bluff in some order. Harlan. Northside Harlan is another one of those programs that, again, because Shadow Creek did so well last year, did unbelievably they well. They kind of get forgotten. Everyone forgets. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got, I mean, they were super good last year. Right. There were a lot of good. San Antonio Veterans Memorial was really good last yeah, year. Yeah, they, year varsity, they were. First year varsity team. They are a team that if Wagner slips, you've got all these teams from you know varying degrees of newness, right? Mm-hmm. Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial, San Antonio Veterans Memorial. And then, by the way, there is the team that made the regional final who housed Mr. Texas Football 2018's Landry Gilpin. Yep. Mission Veterans Mission Memorial mm-hmm. is back. Now, look, they lose a transcendent playmaker. They, they lose the Kyler Murray of the Valley. Right. Yeah. They lose <laughs> one of the best players in region history. Right. Um, and that's not going to be easy to replace. Right. But I think they deserve to be mentioned in this conversation sure. because they were there. And and they and pride runs deep there. And pedigree, we, we, we can't talk so much about pedigree and then say, oh, what you did last year is last year. It does matter. It matters. And I think that they're going to be in the mix. Again, I think that Wagner's still the favorite. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the margin is so wide as it was last year. Right. And I think that they've got a shot to – I think that there's a number of teams, especially that Corpus Christi duo of Vets and, and Flower Bluff, that could challenge them. Yeah, I guess the thing that makes me comfortable with Wagner, I'm, they, that's mm-hmm. my pick for the region, is when you run a veer triple option type offense, it's so team-related that mm-hmm. you don't have to rely on superstars to win you games. And they get L.J. Butler back, who I know was one of the main faces last year for them, but – you know, and that just makes me more comfortable with. I think that's kind of why they went to that system is it wasn't working in the spread for them at the six A level. They went to this, you know, veer triple option type system on their offense, and now you can just plug and play guys, and it seems to be working for them. So, you know, I don't know if their offense will be as good as it was last year. And that was a name that we talked a lot about on Friday Night Stars in the playoffs because there was a chance that they were going to play Highland Park, who was sitting in Region Two, which we were covering a lot of. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I still like you know what they have. Um, with L.J. Butler and Demarcus Hendricks, who's got an Army and Navy offer, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. But uh, I'll tell you the one team that really intrigues me a lot is Harlan, just because they returned 17 guys from a team that went 8-4 and four in their first year of varsity. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just intriguing to me. And, you know, I, I labeled them here on my notes as maybe a lurking landmine for someone who, you know, uh, might be thought of more come playoff time. Yeah, uh, he is... I think that's I think that's an excellent pick, and I think that Region Four feels a little bit more wide open yeah, than than last than, uh, year. Than, than last, year. Yeah. last year felt like once we kind of got a feel. For, I think about like seven weeks in, we were sitting here and we were like, "Man, is the other shoe going to drop on Wagner?" And right. it just basically didn't until yeah. they got to a semifinal. Until they got to the semi, yep. um, where even then, it's like a great football you know, game yeah, it was a really good team. Yeah. You know, sh- you know, Shadow Creek was just just ended up being a little bit better. Um, I, I just think it's a little bit more wide open. So it'll, it'll be interesting. And I think we get kind of a barometer with Wagner. You know, they mm-hmm. played Converse so tough last mm-hmm. year in that non-district game. We get that again this year. 
you know, I assume Converse will be good. Uh, to some extent, they always are. So, you know, if Judson's good again and, and we get them in Wagner, uh, you know, I kind of maybe tell how good they might be. To Division Two, we're talking with uh, Guy Frazier, uh, Uncle Fraz on Uncle Twitter, Fraz. Um, uh, here on Texas Football Today in our 5A preview. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Um, okay, on to Division Two. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Region One. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this okay, so this was one I was sitting in my bed last night looking over the notes. And I was like Cooper or Ryder, you know, would be my Yeah. But, but between those two, then I'm like it's a coin flip on who you want to pick. Okay. And if it's yeah, it is. It, uh, I think you're right. Cooper and Ryder and they are I mean, yeah. Razor's Edge type thing. I mean, and, right. and by the way, that might be they if you don't know, they're district bunk mates and they could see each other twice. Mm-hmm. Um but this is a team, you know, where you can talk about Cooper. Yep. Uh, okay, they, they bring back a fair amount from last year's team. Ryder, of course, made it to the semifinals last mm-hmm. year, and they bring back a lot of people. Jacob Rodriguez, yep. who I'm crazy no about. Mm-hmm. I think he's awesome. Just a, he was just a sophomore last year. He'll be a junior this year. But but let's let's say for the sake of argument. Let's, mm-hmm. just, let's just say for the sake of argument. I think it probably will be one of those two teams. Yep. Okay? Sake of argument. Okay. You go that next level deeper, okay? Mm-hmm. And you go, okay, it's not going to be either of those teams. Okay. Who's it going to be? Could be a team like Justin Northwest. Mm-hmm. Could be a team like Canyon Randall. Okay. Or could be a team. I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah. Like El Paso Parkland. Uh, that's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. Now, maybe they're a year late, right? Because yeah. uh, Dion Hankins is gone. Yep. Maybe they're a year late. But maybe they're not. And maybe they just got a taste of it last year and, and they could be in for a run. Again. I think it's probably Cooper or Ryder, mm-hmm. and boy, flip a coin. Yeah, as you right. mentioned, flip a coin. But, uh, I mean, the, what's interesting about this is last year, this region was who wants it, mm-hmm. and it seems like from the outset this year, it's who wants it. Right. Yeah, I think there's those two top teams that you can maybe rely on to, to pick, but I, I think it's the same type of deal where it's wide open. Because you look at a team like Justin Northwest, while they don't play in the toughest district, there's a lot of talent on that team that could – uh, do some things come playoff time with Cooper McDonald, that linebacker. He's a guy that I've been really high on and talked about quite a bit on Friday Night Stars Twitter page. Uh, Austin Ahmad, the, the quarterback, I know Coach Poe's really high on him. And then um, what's his name? Michael Nichols, the O-lineman I know mm-hmm. uh, Powers is really high on. Yeah, he is. So there's some talent there. Oh, what I found kind of interesting is I was looking at y'all's magazine and Y'all, y'all talked about depth maybe being a little bit of an issue for them come mm-hmm. season time. So that's something to think about. But, yeah, I at the end of the day, I end up picking Cooper. Yeah. Because um, I just like Isaiah Johnson a lot. Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, when you get to those razor's edge type things, you get to a point where you're like, you talk about individual playmakers. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Johnson, certainly in that. Jacob Rodriguez. I was about Jacob Rodriguez, though, too, for Ryder. I mean, it could be it could be really really interesting. I mean, two well coached teams. We are big fans of Mark Bendel around here because he is a he's he's like us. He's a dork. Yep. You know what I mean? And like the, you know, the other thing with Cooper is I know, you know, they hired with him when they got Darden as the you know OC mm-hmm. to be the head coach now, but it's still a new face leading the program, despite even if he was in the program yeah. previously, another position. So I'm kind of curious how that might work and maybe that seamless and it's not a big deal but um i know y'all are really high on bendel and Mm -hmm. you know i know that was really sophomore heavy team last year i think they were a year early and that's kind of what makes me think that you know we have cooper in the magazine but i think there's a super real i think there's a great 
a great argument to be made that, yeah. that you just flipped those. And Cooper had the prettier record, but, you know, you can make the argument that despite Roger being 9-6, and six, maybe they figured some stuff out come playoff time. Absolutely. You know, so, yeah, that's a tough region. So, let's move to Region 2, or uh, to Region 2, yep. of Division 2, uh, where, again, much like Region 2 of Division 1, mm-hmm. there is the Big Bad Wolf, yes. right? <laughs> and it's Alito. Mm-hmm. And plain and simple, Alito, I think, has a real argument to being the high school football program of record in the state in yep. right now, yep. you know? Um, now, that's with all due respect to other teams that have won uh, back-to-back titles, Newton, of course, Highland Park, things like that. But Alito is Alito. And, and title they, town. They are title <laughs> town. And, they are, and they're going for number nine this year, and I guarantee you that is on everybody's mind. Mm-hmm. They're thinking we can be the guys because you look at the other teams that are, you know, I don't think we're picking any other team to win a ninth title. But we're picking a leader to win a ninth title. Mm-hmm. Now, much like with Highland Park, mm-hmm. a lot of parallels here. Much like with Highland Park, this Alito team is going to be a lot different. They have the stars. They have the skill position in spades. Right. Almost nobody in the state can match up with them from a skill position perspective. I'm talking about Jace McClellan, mm-hmm. monster. Yep. Jake Bishop, who has grown so much into that quarterback spot. It's the greatness of point as a sophomore. It really is. He is such a he's a different human being than he was in that title game at right. college station. JoJo Earl, who, if you don't know his name, Smith. is going to be a household name by the end of the year. I hope he goes to Texas. <laughs> There's those guys, okay? Put my plug in. But Money Parks. Money Parks, who's back after transferring all out Saints. and then from All Saints and now back mm-hmm. to Alito. Okay. But if you were to ask any of those players, mm-hmm. or you were to ask any of the coaches, why was Alito so dominant last year? And maybe, arguably, why were they so quietly dominant last year? It is because their offensive line, college line. murdered people. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Just yeah. crushed them. Yep. They crushed their enemies under their feet mm-hmm. like stubbing out an ant. It was a mismatch. Go watch... That and, and uh, people are gonna again the headliners the guys like McClellan and Bishop and Earl get a lot of the headlines and that's cool but the reason they won last year was that offensive line mm-hmm. and the front seven by the way and that's kind of always been their calling mm-hmm. card yes you know, they have good running backs like Jonathan Gray and Jace McClellan mm-hmm. now and those guys get a lot of the attention but there's always been guys up front that have made that happen yes. and now and, they got to replace all those and they got to replace a lot of that offensive line and they got to replace a lot of that front seven and right. so it's going to be different and I think that. Their opener against Denton Geyer is going to be really telling mm-hmm. because if they come out and they throttle Denton Geyer, which is what they did last year, if they come out and do it again, it's a good I think, sign. I think you're going to feel really good about yep. Alito. Yep. If and and again, if they go out there and lose, it doesn't matter. It's a six A and it's a good six A. But I will say that you know if it let's let's again go for the sake of argument because I think Alito's a favorite in Region Two. Mm-hmm. They have to be okay. Right. If it's not them. Maybe it's a team like Frisco Reedy. Got a a really intriguing playmaker in Will Harbor there. Right. He's one of my favorite guys, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. Does Too, everything. Uh, an old school guy. Yeah. Um, South Oak Cliff? Yep. Loads of talent. Always loads of talent. Can they put it all together? Can can, every, games. can everybody pull the rope in the same direction? Yep. And can they pounce on mistakes that, that their opponents give right. them? Can they take advantage of the opening? And if it's not them, I mean, look, then you get into the kind of sleeper territory with teams that I like. Burleson Centennial, who is, you know, they would have to beat their district monk bait. Regional in, in final Alito. team yeah. last year? Yeah. Yeah, regional semifinalist. Or semifinalist, um, yeah. And then, but then you're getting into teams that are, you're going, oh, teams that are well coached. Mm-hmm. Ennis. Mm-hmm. 
Sam Harrell is back, yep. and Sam Harrell is not in the business of losing. Yep. Red Oak. Okay, mm-hmm. Chris Ross mm-hmm. is back, and he's got them uh, one of those sleepers that brings back a lot. Right. Again, I want to be super clear because Alito Twitter will get after me. Alito's probably going to win the region. They are the pick and arguably the prohibitive favorite to win Region 2. But if you're talking about the depth of Region 2, you're talking about teams like that that I think uh, are going to make it for an interesting ride there along the way right. when the playoffs roll around. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, I, as much as I love Sock and they've got a lot of talent, i got to see them win a big game like that. I think mm-hmm. in, in some of those games they've they've tend to kind of fallen apart for whatever reason, and they've been in a lot of those over the last couple of years. And I just need to see them push through finally to that next level for me to say, yeah, this is the Sock team that's going to do it. So mm-hmm. um, because of that, and, like, I think Reedy takes a step back. They, you know, Foskey's gone, the quarterback mm-hmm. from last season. Jalen Kitna might be the answer. But, uh, we, but we don't really know. Mm-hmm. It's unknown. So, uh, you know, because of that, I'm going to fall back on good old Lido and Titletown because that's the, that's the easy pick. And probably they're, they deserve it. We, we gotta Until be, they get knocked off. we got to be careful out on them. this limb uh, here <laughs> saying Alito's going to win Region 2. Um, all right, Region 3, the yeah. Region of Doom. This is the Region of Doom. Yeah, this is arguably more doomy than Region 2 of uh, 5A Division 1. can make the argument. Okay, you got four-pin Marshall. Yep. Okay? And they bring back... Again, They a lot of the... Uh, kind of like Alito, a lot of the skill position guys are back. A lot of the mm-hmm. headliner. Malik Hornsby's back. Devon Chan's back. A lot of these guys are back. But they yep. do have to replace defensive guys, key yes. defenders, things like that. If it's not them, I mean, it is, it is a ton of really good yep. teams. Marshall. Mm-hmm. If you think that the coaching change is going to affect them, you're sorely mistaken. Jake Greedle's got the, that, team, that team cooking. Huntsville. Mm-hmm. Maybe a year late, but I, I still think that they're really, really talented. I like that they got Southern's kid back at quarterback, mm-hmm. though. That That's makes me huge. Matthew Southern's a stud. Yeah. Manville. Let's not forget about them. Remember them? Right. They're not going away, and they now they have some, some retooling to do. A lot of new faces, but pedigree matters. Yep. And then you get into a team like AM Consolidated. That's a team I like a lot. Third year under Lee Fedora. Fedora. Yep. A, a lot, lot of talent. A lot of talent. Brian Darby. Crazy talent. Seven on yep. seven champs. Seven on yep. seven champs. Go, a man. lot to like there. And then you get into like the PNGs and the Nederlands and the and the right. Lamar Consolidated, the Forpin Willow Ridges, which are teams you can dream on. Right. It may be too dense for them to get through there, but I will tell you that you took you look at that, and this is a region that right now in our top in our rankings. Uh, we have seven of the top 20, seven of the top 19 mm-hmm. come out of Region 3. It is a Vipers pit. Well, I think people forget about PNG a little bit just because Roshan Johnson's gone. Mm-hmm. But if Blake Post, the quarterback, who I think played even a little bit last year, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's got Garth, the big old lineman that's committed to Texas. Um, and I, I saw they had another kid, the sophomore, that's kind of thought of as being promising. You know, if they can protect him and he can kind of figure out some stuff mm-hmm. early in the season – you know, y'all y'all talk a lot about them kind of returning a lot of faces that could help him out and kind of make them a promising team still. So uh, Region Three is going to be fun, 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 right. and it's just going. I mean, once you get really heck area round, you're going to get some bangers. Yeah, in the some playoffs. fun games. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. So five A division to Region Four we go, and this is a case where there's an obvious pick. I was going to say, yeah. And then there's also a bunch of fun teams. Uh, fun, yeah, right. That's perfect word. The obvious pick is Cal Allen. Yep. They have the all-time winningest coach mm-hmm. in Phil Dainher. Um, <laughs> Your boy. 
I really he's not listening. There's no, no way. No, there's, there's Do you no think way. he's ever listened to our podcast? No. And even if he was, he wouldn't have heard it. That's true. Yeah. Phil Phil Danaher uh, and this team is loaded. This team's they this are. is a loaded team. I think their defense has a chance to be really good. Riggs Barrett. Riggs Barrett is His a 150 plus tackles. Stud. <laughs> he's a stud. Yeah. They've got that's the obvious pick. Much like Alito's the obvious pick in Region 2. Mm-hmm. Cal Allen's the, region, the obvious pick in Region 4. Well, they've owned it. Oh, my it's gosh. Their, it is. It's their stomping grounds. Okay. Then here's some teams that are fun. Mm-hmm. Kerrville Tyvee's fun as hell. It's my sleeper pick. Yeah. Kerrville Tyvee's fun as hell. If they could figure out, if they can get this quarterback thing to work. I was going to ask you, why do they play two guys they're that gonna seem play to two put guys? up a lot of yards? They're so going to they play both two guys? Play a lot. They're just running them in. And, and, and they, uh, uh, Cole Myers... Uh, and Trapper Pinnell, they are. I, I gotta ask Coach da- Coach Jones if it's Pinnell or Panel. But anyway, I, I was saying Pinnell. I think myself, it is too. But yeah. Either way, they're going to throw to Brooks McCoy. Either way, they're going to throw to Colton Drake. Colton Drake I think yeah. this team is going to be. This team is going to be super pointsy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> very very pointsy defense. We'll see. Well, that's the thing is, <laughs> yeah, they get into a lot of shootouts. So. Well, but the thing is, like. From a defensive perspective, they bring back a ton of starters. Nine right. starters from a defense that, like, let's be real, wasn't all that great last year. No. But they bring back a lot of talent. Right. And if it's not them, let's go to the other side of the coin. Let's talk about Port Lavaca Calhoun, mm-hmm. where Calhoun is going to run the dang ball at you. Right, they're like Cal Allen. Exactly. Yep. And, and so you've got these teams that I think have a chance uh, because the double slot offense is, is hard to stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Whitaker's been running it for stinking ever. Yep. And and to me, and then past that, teams like maybe Bernie Champion, maybe Brenham figures it out. But to me, it's it's Cal Allen. And if it's not Cal Allen, then it's like, whoop. Well, Things and, get real and, weird. And Calhoun, I think. <gasps> Didn't they trip up Tyvee last mm-hmm. year in the playoffs or the year before? So, And I know Calhoun, I think they have to replace a lot up front on their own line, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. I read mm-hmm. an article from a paper down there that said that. So um, that'll be kind of interesting. But, you know, I, it kind of goes back to when you run a system like that, when yeah. you just run the ball, I think you can plug and play a lot of guys, and it kind of softens the blow on some of that. So, again, it's, I, yeah. I think it's Cal Allen. I think it's Cal Allen. I think it's Cal Allen. But if it's not for some reason, mm-hmm. then there's some you, fun teams. You get some. You get some teams that that if they get through the region, mm-hmm. it's going to be because something has worked. Sure. And then at that point, they're gonna be real hard to stop. Mm-hmm. Like at that point, you know, if if. Tyvee can get the defense working, right? And they can get the two-quarterback system working. Then suddenly they're a threat to legitimately win it all. And do they just go with the hot hand? Like I don't how, know. What is Because I was looking at that. I was like, man, these guys put up a lot of yards. They like, each, like, they... yeah. So their second, let me pull this up. I've got their questionnaire here. Um, they're... The guy who did the majority of the, of, of the took the majority of the snaps last year was time. Myers, yeah. okay? But Pinnell... He threw the ball 112 own. times. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, he put <laughs> up his own stuff, too. <laughs> yeah, he did his thing, too. So it's going to be really interesting to see that. Anyway, that's that's Region 4. That's our, our, our at-a-glance uh, here after 45 minutes. Um, okay, <laughs> let's get to five players to know. This Time is quick, yeah, when you're having fun. Yeah. Five players to know. We're having fun. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's Uncle Fraz. It's, it's, it's Guy Frazier here joining us. Uh, uh, Uncle Fraz on Twitter. Uh, and then it's Friday underscore stars yes. uh, to see his fine work on Friday nights. Uh, talking 5A on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation. Have your TF today. Subscribe. TexasFootball.com. Or whatever. Okay. I'm a great salesman. <laughs> okay. Five players to know. Mm-hmm. I went kind of mix of obvious and mix of sleepers. Or mix of two. Now, are you mixing D1 and D2 together? It's all guys. All guys. Okay. I think you got to know Jason McClellan. Yep. That's dumb. 
Yeah. You got to know. Yeah. You got to know Chandler Morris. Mm-hmm. Out on a limb here. See, Those two guys I, will be friends. When I do mine, I'm going to put Morris and Dorver together. I'm going to cheat That's a fine. Bit. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Warren Robinson, a four-pin marshal. Yep. Uh, big defensive lineman. If they're going to make a step forward, and, and or if they're going to get back to a title game and he's survive Region 3, he's mm-hmm. going to be key yep. for making that defense go. Xavier Alford, mm-hmm. the new, new 100-yard landlord. Just came into Texas last week. Mm, stud. Yeah, stud. Stud, 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 stud. One of the best, one of the best uh, defensive backs in the, in the country. Mm-hmm. And then my boy, Jacob Rodriguez, a Wichita Falls rider. Yeah, I love him. him. I am. I Man, watching him, and maybe it's because watching some of those games that they won, it felt like he just put on the cape. It was like, screw it. I'm just going to be the best player on the team, and on the field. And did so as a sophomore, right? Exactly right. Yeah. And the, the – the, the, let me let me see if I can find a real, like, dumb word to describe him with. The moxie that he showed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's in, in that run it really impressed me. So I would go with Jacob Rodriguez. Give me some players you've got. On okay, your so like I said, I'm going to cheat a little bit and do Morris and Dorbin together because uh, I just think Who? they go hand-in-hand. Who? Oh. Yeah, Chandler and Prince. Yeah. Uh, Drew Sanders is another one yeah. just because I think he's just such a, a physical freak. And if you haven't seen him yet, you got to go see him at some point. Just go, go to a Ryan game or if, see. if they're on TXA, watch him. I mean, they are just – he is just fun. And his surrounding cast too, Billy Bowman mm-hmm. and all those guys. Like if you just like recruiting and stuff like that, that's a team to go watch and you'll see all you want to see. Mm-hmm. Um Another guy I want to see at some point, hopefully, is Sawyer Robertson, the uh, Coronado yes. quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm really high on him. Yes. Uh, watched a little bit of his stuff online, and he's just really smooth. I can see why he's highly thought of for the 2022 class. People are people are really people are really high on Sawyer Robertson, and he's a guy who put up a lot of numbers last year. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, a guy who look he's he's got great bloodlines he's he's a he's a stud out there in lubbock and so yeah a, a guy that that's going to put up numbers another guy i got and i think he'll be important for cooper is uh, kobe mckenzie the texas tech committed yes. linebacker and he's 20 pounds lighter but he reminds me a lot of when i saw kendrick blackshire last year when he was at Mes- mesquite horn playing against highland mm-hmm. park just he was a sophomore in high school and he was such a physical freak and i mean that in the most yeah, no. Endearing way. We know. <laughs> I was watching Kobe McKenzie last night online, and he's not as thick, mm-hmm. but just the way he moves and, and keeping in mind that this was a freshman in high school doing this, I was yeah. like, I got to go see this guy at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was another guy. And then my last guy was – I would say Jace McClellan, but you said him. I, I would say Devon the Chain. Yep. Just because his mm-hmm. speed is not to be corny, but it's literally off the chain. It's unreal. Game breaker. G- game breaker. Game breaker. Yeah. I mean, a guy who is every single time he touches the ball, he's a threat to go the distance. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. He's electric. He, he really is. Might be the fastest guy. I think he was the fastest guy I saw last year. He's, I mean, he in the open field, it is church yeah, every time. Right. Uh, okay. Toughest districts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about this, how Division One is kind of uh, not easy, but like there's, I think there's some obvious picks. Mm-hmm. My picks are 758 Division One. Okay. Uh, which is um, let me make sure I've got this right. No, the one that spans uh, that's John the John Tyler, of the state. Plano <laughs> yeah. East, or I'm sorry, uh, um, Plano East. McKean John North, Tyler, Mesquite Poteet, Wiley East, McKean North. Yeah. Who intrigues me? All those schools. West Mesquite Sherman, who I'm going to see in Week One. Mm-hmm. Um, that that district really intrigues Poteet. me just because yeah, because yeah. of the 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 sprawl. Ten five A Division One, I think, is also obvious. We yes. were talking a lot about it. Foster, Shadow Creek, Angleton, Friendswood. We have not said the name of Fort Bend Hightower, but Fort Bend Hightower is going to be really, really interesting. Um, So them? 
And then in Division Two, it's tougher mm-hmm. because I, I I ended up going with District Three, mm-hmm. three five A Division uh, Division Two, Lubbock Cooper, Wichita Falls Rider. But then don't sleep on Canyon Randall. Canyon Randall. Yep. And then maybe this is the year Old High figures it out and puts it together. Wichita Falls. At, yep. at that point. And then by the way, lurking at the bottom of that district. And I know last year sucked. I know last year sucked. But Hugh Sandifer exists. Yeah. Yep. Okay? Yep. And Hugh Sandifer is a gosh dang genius. Yep. So Got you a lot you, of winning. You count them out at your own peril. Mm-hmm. Uh, district three, five A Division Two is my district watch. Which ones which ones did we overlap on? Which ones do you have there? Well, we definitely overlapped on ten five A D one. That's I think that's obvious. I think that's the obvious. I am kinda curious about Willow Ridge. Um, mm-hmm. they lost Latrell Neville, the receiver mm-hmm. lately. He's at Hightower now, so he kinda makes that interesting. That's his third school in three years, I think. But um Anyway, so yeah, we I I pick that. Um, I would probably say three five A D two as well with Cooper and and uh, Ryder and all those folks. But uh, as far as a, a district, oh, we were talking about before the show uh, the one with Huntsville. Yes. Uh, Anum Consolidated. Which, which would be eleven five. I think that's right. Uh, ten or ten five A Division two. Huntsville Anum Consolidated. Lamar Consolidated. Who's He's got underrated? 16 starters back. Uh, Montgomery, which I know Step is very high on. Yeah, Step thinks they're they're a sleeper. Uh, right. And then you've got a lot of those new programs. You know, we're we've we've grown so accustomed to new programs making that big leap. Uh, Katie Pato and yep. Montgomery Lake Creek both bring back every single Letterman. So okay. you know, and and you know, I know they went three and seven, two and eight respectively, but yeah, keep an it's eye on still, that. you know, it's it's within the realm of possibility. Yeah. yeah, it does. Uh, all right, uh, finally. Mm-hmm. Favorites. Okay. Uh, I got one. I, I just picked my regional fa- uh, champions. Go. Uh, I got Ryan. Mm-hmm. I got Highland Park. Yep. I got Richmond Foster. I got San Antonio Wagner. Okay. Uh, it's very chalky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Ryan is the favorite in D1 or Region 1. Highland Park, even through that hornet's nest, I think comes out of Region 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Foster maybe gets a chance to edge um, Shadow yeah. Creek, but again, that's another thing where flip a coin you mm-hmm. never really know uh, and then san antonio wagner i think continues to to roll through region four and i think they're favorite and then i think it's uh i think it's highland park and foster and i think highland park and foster would be no oh, that's money fun yeah yes. yes that's that's for division one we got for division one so i've got ryan mm-hmm. I, until someone mm-hmm. topples them over i don't see how you couldn't pick them i got highland park that's not me being biased. I, I really do think <laughs> it's okay. Like if you were to be like, "Hey guys," like if you were a graduate of, uh, let me pick. I'm going to pick literally a school. If you're a graduate of Houston Milby, and you're like, "Guys, yeah, this is the baby. year for the buffs," yeah, <laughs> then I'd be like, "Okay, let's yeah. maybe tap the brakes." But it's fine. No. But, well, and I think part of it is, and I'm a big quarterback guy. That's what I played growing mm-hmm. up, and then I just think it matters until someone outguns Chandler. I just think that's you yeah. got to ride with them. I think um, so. I think it's fair. So that that's my deal on that. Uh, and then Region Three, this is one I tossed and turned on last night a lot. Um, Come on, I picked Foster. Yeah, but geez, I mean it's hard to go against Shadow Creek because they do return no. some key guys. Look, I think you're well within your rights to pick Shadow Creek. I would also throw in that if you if you want to say that this is the year that Cedar Park puts it together, because remember. They only lost 21-14 to Shadow Creek in an area round. Mm-hmm. They'll get them early, and they'll get them in probably in the area round again. Right. If you want to buy in on it, you can. Um, I don't know if I'm quite there, 
But I, I will say that I think I think that any of, any of those three, mm-hmm. maybe if you want to squint and say Port Arthur Memorial, I think that's fair too. Okay. But I would say that I think that's totally fair to be like Richmond, Foster, and Shadow Creek. It's razor touch types. And I think with Shadow Creek, it just rides on what you get out of Kyron Jones if he ends up mm-hmm. being the starter his first year. And I, I know, you know, Jamarian George was quite the player for them in his only year as the Shadow Creek quarterback. Mm-hmm. So – that's a that's big shoes to fill, but if maybe they get something out of him, maybe that closes that little bit of a small gap that they already have. But mm-hmm. um, and then moving on to Region Four, uh, let's see, my team I picked was Wagner, and yeah. I just went with that because I really do think when you're running a veer triple option type offense, even if you do miss a lot of guys like they do, I think they have five returning on offense. You can plug and play guys, and you got a guy like L.J. Butler back. I just feel comfortable with them. Could go with Harlan too. Well, and my Harlan Harlan, Harlan Hawks, fascinates baby. me. Yeah. They are really interesting. Cannon Williams. Yeah. All right, Division Two. Division Two. Uh, I've got. I'll let you go first. Okay. Uh, so Cooper, uh, yep. another one that's razor edge small uh, between them and Ryder, and then Alito for Region Two. <gasps> Shocker. <laughs> Um, which would be kind of interesting to see, you know, Isaiah Johnson and Jace McClellan go at it. Cause That'd be fun. Cooper, they do run the ball predominantly, right? Mm-hmm. Am I right on that? Yeah, so. and, and in a lot of ways, um, Ryder or Alito's a bad matchup for Ryder. Okay. Alito, like, uh, uh, well, last year yeah, in the semifinal, last year they got, just mashed got away them. From it got, it got away from them early. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and But Cooper might be a more interesting and more um, – uh, a b- better matchup. The that's, styles make fights, and, and the, the matchups are, are better there. The thing I do like about riders are D line with mm-hmm. Imarion Banks, who I know Texas is kind of high on right mm-hmm. now. Isaiah Wetzel, you know, both of them combined for 150 or 200 plus tackles mm-hmm. last year. So studs, studs, right? Mm-hmm. So they're they're guys that could maybe disrupt some some teams that want to run the ball a lot. Um, moving on to Region Three, though, I got Fort Ben Marshall. Mm-hmm. Just felt comfortable with going with Malik Hornsby and, and Co. So we we'll roll with them, and then uh, Cal Allen. Kind of like Alito and some of these other teams until someone knocks them off in their region, which I know has happened a little bit in the past, but I still feel comfortable with Dan Hearn and him going for 400 this year and stuff like that. I think so. we're exactly the same. Yeah. Um, I might take Ryder over Cooper. Yeah. But again, it's, we're, talk, we're talking coin flip. On that. We're talking coin flip type stuff. Alito, yeah, I think has to be the favorite in region two. Region three, I say Fort Ben Marshall, but like. It would not surprise me if we're talking about Marshall or Huntsville or Anum Consolidated there. Well, that's the thing is, when I saw Marshall last year, I fell in love with J.J. Green and mm-hmm. uh, Savion Williams, I think is his name, the receiver. He's 6'5", and he's they got, built. They got freaks, dude. They got freaks, and they got a lot of speed in their secondary, too. And even when they're, they're a little undersized up front, or at least last year they were, but they play like junkyard dogs. They just have that Beast Texas mentality. So... Um, yeah, I wouldn't well, be surprised if they. The make thing for a run me, the too. thing here's here's the thing about this. It, like we're talking when you talk about Division Two, you're talking about teams that could challenge Alita, mm-hmm. right? That's basically it. Yeah. You want to talk about a team that's built to challenge Alita? It's Huntsville. Mm-hmm. Like Huntsville's a team that you know. Let's work under the assumption that you're not going to out like scheme them, and you're not going yeah. to out like you're going to have to you're going to have to match them in the trenches, right? You're going to have yep. to match them up front. Huntsville's big. Huntsville's big and mean and physical. Right. And, you know, Marshall, you know, was not as big and mean yeah, and physical. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I'm not sure Marshall would uh, match up as match well. Match up as well. That's a really good point. And then Region 4, but, uh, you know, Region 4 have Cal Allen. And, and by the way, talk about teams that have put a scare in Alito. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that state championship game, what was that, 2016? That was a he, lot of fun. Oh, I, I, I'll still remember me and – I think it was either me and Step or me and Max uh, doing the um, the recap, the instant recap of Alito and Cal Allen. Mm-hmm. And all we were talking about is that is that Cal Allen – is that Phil Danher tricked Alito into his game right. for three quarters, and yep. if it weren't for two fumbles, we're talking about, like, one of the biggest upsets in state championship history. And the school's first state championship. Yep, yep. yep. first state championship. So, uh, But I've got Cal Allen uh, – Riding with Alito, I think that's you know my my champions are. I, we mm-hmm. pick the. I'm sticking with the same ones until someone knocks off Highland Park and until someone knocks off yeah. Alito. I just think it's a fool's errand to, to run off right. to, or run after somebody else. Mm-hmm. So there we go. That's your five A preview. That's it. That's it. Bye. No. <laughs> uh, all right. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. I mean, everyone's just playing along at home. There's not a lot to point out. Different questions that are kind of off track, but I'm not going to get to them today because this was a long okay. enough show and you guys got what you needed. Guy Frazier, follow him on Twitter, at Uncle Fraz. Uncle yeah, Fraz. give it up. Uncle Fraz. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for coming in, man. Yeah, and uh, best of, and happy football season. Yes, I'm so pumped. Uh, where are you week one? Week one, let's see, Thursday night, I will be at Arlington Bowie, Flyer Mount Marcus, mm, um, over at Wildman, I think. Mm. And then Friday night, I will be at Duncanville, Lancaster, Ooh. which will be over at Tiger Stadium. You poor and, thing. Yeah, it's going to be – I'm not sure. I think it will be a really interesting test for Lancaster. I don't know mm-hmm. physically if they can hang with Duncanville, but it will be a good test to see kind of where they're at and be able to see what their quarterback situation is. And then, I guess, you know, get to see the Jaquindon show and all that as well. Sure. So The Chris Thompson show too. Yep. It will be fun. Well, man, thanks for stopping in. We appreciate all your insights. Appreciate it. Uh, that's going to do for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like oh, us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow I've us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com for Max Thompson and Guy Frazier. I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, come get your uh, Player of the Year trophy. It's been 18 years, <laughs> and it's been long enough. We will see you tomorrow for our 4A preview on Texas Football Today.